Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of two college athletes. He has a wealth of experience to share. Here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 333 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. Recruit Me and the Athletic Scholarship Podcast want to wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all the Recruit Me families. I am very thankful to have the opportunity for my family to be able to get together this season. As athletic families, we sometimes are on the road, or the kids have practice, or as they get to college, they cannot come home. So enjoy your opportunities to be together. This episode is the seventh of a series called An Inside Look at the NCAA, NAIA, and NJCAA websites. I encourage you to go back on your favorite podcast app or on the recruit-me.com website and listen to the first six episodes. Episode 326 highlighted eligibility centers. Episode 327 gave you a look at academic requirements. Episode 328 points you to the guides to the college-bound student-athlete. Episode 330 gives you questions to ask during your recruitment. Episode 331 covers FAQs, or Frequently Asked Questions. And Episode 332 directs you to the website section spelling out what to do before you go. Let's see what the NCA.org, NAIA.org, and the NJCA.org websites say about the new name, image, and likeness policy. The NIL policy can affect recruitment as you look and decide on a school and can also affect your college experience once you are in college. Let's go straight to the NIL page of the NCA.org website. Go to NCA.org, slide over the student athlete's header, and in the middle column there is a link for Name Image Likeness. Click on it. The NCA.org site says student athletes like you are now taking advantage of opportunities using your name, image, and likeness. You are working with businesses across industries and staff on each of your campuses as your NIL opportunities are exploring uncharted territory in college sports. This is an important change that improves the student-athlete's experience. The National Office and member schools and conferences will continue working with Congress to develop a clear solution that works for the entire country. The site continues to say, You deserve more clarity than the current system allows with so many state laws that can take different approaches to NIL. To learn more about our progress and to follow our next steps, visit our NIL Taking Action page link. Click on the NIL Taking Action page link. This covers interim NIL policy, the timeline, news, statements, and historical resources about the new NIL. There are three statements at the top of this page. Those statements are, The NCA is committed to allow name, image, and likeness opportunities for student-athletes consistent with the college athlete model. The college athlete model is not the professional model, meaning students will compete against other students, not professionals or employees. And the NCA is best positioned to provide a uniform and fair name, image, and likeness approach for all student-athletes on a national scale. There is a Learn How We Support College Athletes link that goes to a PDF. The link takes you to a two-page PDF. Three sections on this PDF has NCA support information on financial assistance, student-athlete voice and wellness, and insurance. 
The second page shows NCA support on opportunities and experiences, academic services, and personal and professional development. The intern policy section of the NIL webpage states that NCA college athletes now have the opportunity to benefit from their name, image, and likeness. The policy provides the following guides to member schools, college athletes, and their families. Number one, individuals can engage in NIL activities that are consistent with the law of the state where the school is located. Colleges and universities may be a resource for state law questions. Number two, individuals can use a professional service provider for NIL activities. And number three, College athletes who attend a school in a state without NIL laws can engage in NIL activity without violating NCAA rules related to the name, image, and likeness. Number four, state law and schools or conferences may impose reporting requirements. There are 13 intern policy resources listed with links. Twelve of them are PDFs and one link is for a video resource. There is a name, image, and likeness three-page policy PDF that is a Q&A document. There are 18 question and answers on the NIL policies. Number one, what is an NIL activity? And it states, it is an activity that involves the use of individual name, image, and likeness for commercial or promotional purposes. Number two, what is the effective date of the interim NIL policy? The effective date is July 1, 2021. Number three, how long will the interim NIL policy remain in effect? Until such time that either federal legislation or new NCAA rules are adopted. Number four, what is the impact of the interim NIL policy on prospective student-athletes? Prospective student-athletes may engage in the same types of NIL opportunities available to current student-athletes under the interim NIL policy without impacting their NCAA eligibility. NIL opportunities may not be used as a recruiting inducement or as a substitute for pay-to-play. Individuals are encouraged to consider state laws, if applicable, and the rules of any relevant amateur governing bodies. Number five, will compensation for NIL activities jeopardize a prospective student-athlete's high school eligibility? Given that rules vary by state, prospective student-athletes should consult their state high school athletics association regarding questions pertaining to high school eligibility. Number six, who is a professional service provider? It is an individual who provides third-party services to a prospective or current student-athlete. It includes, but is not limited to, an agent, tax advisor, marketing consultant, attorney, brand management company, or anyone who is employed or associated with such persons. Number seven, does the NIL policy permit individuals to use professional service providers in connection with their name, image, and likeness activities? The use of a professional service provider for NIL activities is permissible. Number eight, are institutions permitted to arrange NIL opportunities for student-athletes? A number of factors are relevant when institutions consider their possible involvement in arranging NIL transactions. During the interim NIL policy, the expectation is that schools and student-athletes will not use NIL transactions to compensate for athletic participation or achievement or as an improper inducement. In addition, institutions should not dictate how student-athletes use their compensation. In other words, should not require student-athletes to use compensation for financial aid. Beyond NCA principles related to pay-for-play and impermissible inducements, such involvement may also raise other issues, including potential claims for contractual non-performance, Title IX issues, and employment issues, such as campus compliance. Title IX and general counsel staff can be consulted. 
Institutions should be aware of and comply with all applicable state and federal laws, including gender equity requirements. Finally, institutions may consider how their legal counsel should be involved with the negotiation, review, and storage of NIL documents. Question number nine. May an individual enter into agreement regarding NIL with a professional service provider prior to July 1, 2021? The answer is no. Number 10. Which state law is applicable to prospective student-athletes prior to enrollment? The NCAA cannot provide guidance on issues of state law. The state you live in and the states where a prospective student-athlete may wish to enroll may have NIL laws with which you want to be familiar. Number 11. What is prohibited under the new policy? Subject to state law, the following is prohibited under the new interim policy. NIL agreement without quid pro quo. In other words, compensation for work not performed. Student-athlete NIL agreements should include the expected NIL deliverables by a student-athlete in exchange for the agreed-upon compensation, and student-athletes must be compensated only for work actually performed. NIL compensation contingent upon enrollment at a particular school. For example, institutions should not use NIL arrangements to improperly induce matriculation, in other words, guaranteeing a particular NIL opportunity upon enrollment. Compensation for athletic participation or achievement. Athletic performance may enhance a student-athlete's NIL value, but the athletic performance may not be the consideration for NIL compensation. And another thing prohibited is institutions providing compensation in exchange for the use of a student-athlete's name, image, or likeness. Number 12. Can individuals enter into NIL agreements with boosters? Yes, provided the activity is in accordance with state laws and school policy. And number 13, do other sections of NCA Bylaw 12 outside of NIL still apply under the interim policy? Individuals and institutions in state with NIL laws or executive actions with the force of law in effect. NCA rules, including prohibitions for pay-to-play and improper recruiting inducements, remain in effect. But NIL activities protected by state law will not impact eligibility. Individuals where there are no state law or executive actions. If an individual chooses to engage in an NIL activity, eligibility will not be impacted by NCA amateurism and athletics eligibility bylaws. But other NCA rules, including prohibitions on pay-to-play and improper recruiting inducements, remain in effect. There are three PDFs that cover Division I, Division II, and Division III NIL guidance. All three are very similar in their guidance and information. It defines third parties as boosters. A booster is an individual, independent agency, corporate entity, like an apparel or equipment manufacturer, or other organization who is known by a member of the institution's executive or athletics administration to have participated in or to be a member of an agency or organization promoting the institution's intercollegiate athletics program, or to assist or to have assisted in providing benefits to enrolled student-athletes or their family members. The NCAA precludes boosters from engaging in recruiting activities, including recruiting conversations on behalf of the school. There are some guidance listed related to prospective student-athletes or PSAs. Recruiting conversations between an individual or entity that has a triggered booster status, which is a booster or NIL entity, and a PSA are not permissible. A booster or NIL entity may not communicate, in other words, call, text, DM, with a PSA or a PSA's family or others affiliated with the PSA for recruiting purposes. 
where they are not allowed to encourage the PSA's enrollment at a particular institution. An NIL agreement between a PSA and a booster or an NIL entity may not be guaranteed or promised contingent on initial or continuing enrollment at a particular institution. Institutional coaches and staff may not organize, facilitate, or arrange a meeting between a booster or NIL entity and a PSA, or institutional personnel may not provide the booster or NIL entity with a recruiting list or watch list, including the NCAA transfer portal. Institutional coaches and staff may not communicate directly or indirectly with a PSA on behalf of a booster or NIL entity. NIL agreements must be based on an independent, case-by-case analysis of the value that each athlete brings to an NIL agreement, as opposed to providing compensation or incentives for enrollment decisions like assigning of a letter of intent or transferring or an athletic performance like points scored, minutes played, or a winning contest, or achievements like starting position, an award winner, or just being on a roster. The next PDF of the 13. It is called NCA Division I and Division II Third-Party Involvement Policy and Question and Answer PDF. There are four questions with answers, and number four has three examples. What actions may constitute a violation of NCA legislation? Question number three on this PDF is, how do we define recruiting conversation? Question number two, what communication is permitted between a booster and a PSA? And question number one is, who is considered a booster? Then there is a PDF called A Quick Guide to the New Interim NCA Policy. This is a one-page PDF. This reviews some of the earlier information given, but I encourage you to take a look. Up next is a New Interim Policy Key Takeaways PDF. This document is about NCA rules compliance, compliance with state laws and institutional NIL policies. Then there's the Considerations for Financial Aid Office PDF. The current rule column on this PDF states that NIL permits student-athletes to receive compensation for legit employment without the compensation being considered financial aid. Another point on this page is a student-athlete's compensation, including NIL compensation, may prevent qualifications for need-based, school, state, or federal aid, or Pell Grant. There is an optional reporting form in PDF form. This is a sample form. It has not been drafted for compliance with state laws or institutional policies. This form, again optional, says it is for the student-athlete who will be or have been compensated for the use of their name, image, and likeness for promotional purposes. There are three actions that this form verifies. Number one says, to the extent required by state law or execution, action, and or institutional policy, student-athletes should report information related to their name, image, and likeness activities. Number two is reported information should be kept in a file in a manner consistent with state laws or executive action and or institutional policy. And number three, the NCA will continue its normal regulatory operations but will not monitor for compliance with state law or executive action. The form gives the college student athlete a section to describe the name, image, and likeness activity. What are or were the terms of the agreement or transaction? When will or did the activity begin and end? And how will you be or how were you compensated for participating in the name, image, and likeness activity? The student-athlete can list all the parties to the agreement or transaction, other individuals and entities, and professional service providers. The three columns are name of person or entity, the role, and content information. 
The video resources link gives you nine videos about the NIL. The first one is 29 minutes, and then the other eight are two to four minutes long. This page continues with the NIL timeline, NIL news, NIL statements, and positions dating from 2019 to June of 2021, and then archived resources. The NCA.org website has a lot of NIL information for you to get acquainted with. The NAIA.org site has NIL information under the Student Athletes header. The NAIA NIL page says the NAIA is leading the way in NIL legislation that allows student athletes to benefit from the use of their own name, image, and likeness. The NAIA has a marketplace and a partnership with Opendoors. RecruitMe has no relationship with Opendoors. I'm just giving information from the NAIA website. The partnership helps to provide all NAIA athletes with access to markets leading NIL solutions. Additionally, to empower student athletes to connect with supporters for compliant NIL deals. There is a link to read more about these opportunities. Also, a video about Open Doors and a link to see how the NAIA NIL marketplace works. On down the page are some video NIL testimonies and information about MOAA. Minority Opportunities Athletic Association. At the very bottom of the NAIA NIL page is a link to submit your NIL details, and then there are numerous resource links for NAIA. There are five reasons listed that the NIIA needed to act on the NIL process. Number one, NAIA wanted to provide student-athletes the same opportunities as other students to help pay for their education. Number two, this is not a quick fix, but a process. Number three, NIL is an ideal opportunity to prioritize student-athletes. Number four, to lessen the stress over time. And number five, so student-athletes can receive financial assistance from family, friends, and institutional donors or boosters. This allows collegiate athletes to get paid to promote an event or goods. The next information resources are the NAIA Frequently Asked NIL Documents. There are eight questions about NAIA NIL. The first question is, what is this conversation about? And the document says this is about whether or not student athletes can be compensated for the use of their name, image, or likeness, or NIL, in promoting a product or business. What is it not? It is not for pay to play or paying student athletes in some manner to compete. It is not for considering student athletes to be employees of the college. It is not for the cost of attendance or scholarships. It is not for sharing athletic department profits with student athletes nor is it for taxing student-athletes scholarships. Other questions on this document are, where is this all coming from, and why is it a big deal? If this is only about name, image, and likeness, why do the headlines include so many other topics? How has the NAIA positioned itself on this topic? What is the ASA's role, and what will happen next? And what is the NAIA's options? They list some of the pros for allowing student-athletes to profit from their name, image, and likeness. Student-athletes would be able to take advantage of the same opportunities currently available to non-athletes. State law changes will force us to allow leniency in at least some states. Changing NAIA rules will allow us to maintain consistency across the board and avoid having to apply 20-plus different standards. In the NAIA, very few students receive a full ride, and even if they do, that doesn't cover all the students' expenses. Allowing NIL compensation would give students more opportunity to try to close the gap. Some of the cons of allowing student-athletes to profit from their name, image, and likeness. Some schools might have a better ability to engage local businesses in providing student-athlete endorsement opportunities. 
which would create a recruiting advantage for those schools. Endorsement opportunities would likely not necessarily be identical across sports or even within a given team. And because it hasn't been done yet before in college athletics, we don't know exactly how it may impact teams or schools, including financially. One of the best NAIA NIL resources is the NIL two-page PDF with scenarios. Here are a few of those 13 quick-hit NIL scenarios that show you what NIL situations are permitted. Here is one scenario. A college student wants to offer batting lessons to a youth for an hourly fee. The student advertises on social media and flyers around town, including action shots of her batting in uniform. That is permitted under NIL. Another scenario, a college student athlete is an Instagram influencer making money off social media. That is now allowed under NIL. There are a bunch of general NIL press updates and articles to learn from, too. The NJCAA.org website that covers the junior college ranks has an NIL page. Go to NJCAA.org and click on the Compete NJCAA link at the bottom of the JUCO page. Slide down to the bottom of the page under Opportunities Start Here and click on the Name, Image, and Likeness link. The JUCO information states that a new bylaw was passed in June of 2021 to provide opportunities for student-athletes in the area of name, image, and likeness. Under the bylaw, the following acts shall not cause a student-athlete to lose his or her amateur status in the NJCAA. Participation in radio or television programs for the purpose of promoting an amateur athletic event. Receiving compensation for supervision of physical education, playground, or recreational activities. Receiving compensation for the use of name, image, or likeness to promote any commercial product or enterprise or public or media appearance as long as it does not conflict with the institution's existing partnerships, sponsorships, and agreements. A member institution allowing a student-athlete to receive compensation in compliance with their state law. The following acts remain prohibited in the NJCAA. Institutional employees or boosters making direct payments to athletes and direct payments from the institution in exchange for athletic performance or as a recruiting inducement. All of this NIL information is new and a little confusing. I encourage you to ask questions to college coaches and their staff. Join me next week for a 2022 year in review. I will briefly go over all 51 episodes from the Athletic Scholarship Podcast and give you quick recruiting tips from most of them. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from Recruit Me and the Athletic Scholarship Podcast.